Welcome to the City Confessions. I'm Marianne Yip, a native New Yorker, and I'm here to discuss all the thoughts that go to the minds of people living in New York City. Since I'm a native who was born and raised in a city that never sleeps, I come across people who are constantly in a rush. I would like to take a moment to sit down and talk about what's on their minds and what keeps them up at night. So sit back and let's dive into these confessions of people I know and people I just met. Hi guys, welcome back to the City Confessions. I can't believe it is the last episode of season four. Honestly, I'm actually so proud of myself for doing this consecutively for two years now. And I am joined by the most perfect guest to wrap the season up. Today, we have Priscilla Loomis. She is an Olympic high jumper. She's also from Queens, New York. So shout out to Queens. And it's always great to have another native New Yorker on the podcast. So hello, Priscilla. How are you? Hey, girl. Hey, what is going on? (laughs) I am absolutely fabulous. How are you doing? I'm doing well, for sure. I think this year has been so crazy. So any emotion that you're feeling or anybody feeling is valid. Yeah. Um, but congratulations. I'm so sorry. Congratulations on two years of this podcast. That oh, is so fabulous. So phenomenal. I know how much hard work goes into it. So big kudos to you, girl. Thank you. I was talking about um, on a previous episode, how recently I've been finding my groove like I'm an all or nothing type of girl which I know you are as well so we'll talk about that but once I commit I just commit right so like when I told myself I would release an episode a week I had to hold myself accountable for that yeah but it was only until I I think honestly due to COVID I've been more I don't know feeling more passionate about the people that I'm bringing on more just like it's just aligning with my values and passion. And so I'm like super happy about oh, that. Oh, that's so beautiful to hear. Well, congratulations. I'm Thank you. very, very excited to be on. Yeah, but this podcast is about you today. So <laughs> why don't we begin by having you introduce yourselves to our listeners, tell us who you are, what you do, and what your relationship is with New York City. Okay. Um, I think we're going to start with the best thing is um, – my relationship with New York. So I am Priscilla Loomis. Um, I was formerly Frederick, which a lot of people know me as, but I did get married, dropped the name and added um, my husband's name. So I am Priscilla Loomis. And I was born and um, from a young age raised in Queens, New York. Um, I was born at Booth Memorial Hospital in Queens. And um, I loved it. I absolutely love New York. It's a part of my soul, my blood. And a couple of my family members still live there, work there, and we have a very big um, connection with New York because both of my parents um, came from the Caribbean straight to New York, and it was their stomp grounds. Like, it was where they started out, and they became successful um, separately and then together, so it, it's, it's a beautiful part of who I am. Um, unfortunately, my mother was a single parent after a few years and couldn't raise, you know, children in New York City any longer financially. And so we moved to New Jersey. But the first chance that I got, I went back to New York and I went to college there at St. John's University in Jamaica, Queens. So um, I absolutely loved it. It, 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 ha- it holds such big um, moments in my life, New York. Um, I love going back. I love, you know, my club team is from there, New York Athletic Club. And um, I absolutely love New York. So that's like the best part. And so I'm an Olympic high jumper. Uh, I'm, I became a professional athlete in 2014. And I've been doing track and field since I was six. And being an athlete definitely has had incredible highs and incredible lows. And I think I think the reason why you have me on the show is because I speak very truthfully, openly, and honestly about my experiences. And I think it's really important to be very genuine and organic with my conversations and how 
I, um, my relationship with track and field and there are things that I never thought would happen. And I never thought I'd be doing this for this long. Um, and so I represent the country of Antigua and Barbuda, which I never thought would happen, but that became one of the coolest and most incredible things of my life. Um, I went to the 2016 Olympic games, um, competing at my first Olympics, and I'm now in training for my second Olympic games, uh, for 2021. That is so exciting. I don't even, I have so many questions. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> mine is like racing. So you mentioned that you started track and field at age six, correct? Yes, I did. So do you recall that first moment? Like, I mean, obviously we can all run, right? We all are capable of doing that. So what, how did that happen for you? Do you just always, I just want to, yeah, just walk me through, I guess, your first discovery for like, oh my God, I love running. I love track and field. I love this like athlete, um, you know, journey. To be honest, I loved being an athlete from a very young age. My sister was the book smart one and I was the athletic one. It was like the perfect balance for my mom. And to be honest, I hated track up until my senior year of high school. Hated it. Begged my mom to take me out of it. I didn't get into like my specific event until my freshman year of high school. But what happens is when you're born in in New York, you have a different upbringing. You see different mm-hmm. things. And I remember um, watching on TV, Selena. And mm-hmm. I saw her in a black bustier with sparkles on, on television. And it was silver sparkles. And I was in awe. I couldn't even grasp uh, like how phenomenal she was. And from that moment, I wanted to be in entertainment. That was it. I knew I wanted to entertain people. I knew that I had the personality. I knew that I wasn't shy. And so that was always what I was gunning for. I was in sports because I was good at it. I picked up things quickly. um, And the two sports that I did were track and field and volleyball. And so I was always active. I was always doing it. And again, it was all for fun to keep me occupied as a kid. You know, you have to do sports. And so I definitely wanted to go to high school and then in high school, go to auditions back in New York. And it it worked for a little while, but, you know, some things happened along that road that didn't work out for me. And so um, I started to realize that I needed to go to college and I needed to pay for it. And I didn't want to pay for college. I didn't want to be broke. Because my initial plan was to be a struggling actress in New York, you know, waiting tables because that's what everybody does to become famous, right? They always tell the story of like, I worked as a waitress and I was busting tables and then I was discovered. So that was my goal and my journey. And it wasn't until I realized that I was going to be in massive debt before I even entered college that I was like, okay, I need to use sports as a way to help me pay for college. and. Through that, through that experience, I was able to get a full ride to St. John's University. And that's when I started taking it serious my senior year of high school. And again, I, was, I felt like I was forced to grow up a lot faster than, uh, than other athletes and other kids. Um, I realized that this was a really big undertaking because, one, I had to do track, something that I wasn't in love with, in order to fund the end goal. And um, I knew I was going to be in New York City, which made me really, really happy. Um, So I was like, okay, I need to take this a little bit more serious. So my coach said, look, you need to do this. They're paying for your your education for you to jump over a bar. And I said, okay, I will take it seriously. I will give up my all. And my mother sat me down and said, you can use track and field as a way to get to where you want to be as an actress and a stunt double and do all these things. So my, I think that's also very interesting because most people are like, when was the moment that, you know, like Serena, you picked up a racket or, um, you know, Usain Bolt stepped on a track. It's not, it wasn't one of those moments where like the, the clouds parted. I absolutely hated the sport. I hated everything about it. I loved being with my friends, but the time, the commitment, it was just taking me away from auditions and dancing and singing and being in plays, which is what I really wanted to do. Um, 
So the journey was very different, but I found the love and I, pa- I found the passion along the journey. That's good to hear, though. I mean, I think there is no right or wrong path, right? I mean, yeah. we're all living our own stories. We all have our own paths. And the beauty of it is that you have found the love for it, right? I mean, I think it would have been a whole different story if you were continuing to doing it and you still, you know, you just didn't yeah. feel it. Absolutely. Because and I'm sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. I'm saying like, it, it, and I think if I, I didn't ever fall in love until I fell down. I was like, do I really want to do this? Is this, why am I going through this? And I was like, because I have this passion, because I'm reaching people that I never would before, because I'm representing an island that not many people know about. Um, I was going through all these struggles and I was like, and I found the love through those struggles, which is what I was most shocked about. Mm -hmm. And I can only imagine how difficult and strenuous it is to be an athlete. I mean, I don't, I can't even like, I can't imagine just like the training you go through and just the mental strength that you have. Oh, yeah. But looking through your journey right now, when have you felt the most challenged? And can you just, you know, open up about a time that was really difficult for you? To be honest, I'm right in the thick of it. If you can believe that. Uh, I feel that every time I do an interview, it's some something in my life is changing every single time. And so right now is very struggling and very, very difficult for me. Um, there have been many, many moments where I've wanted to quit and been like, I can't do this. And it was, you know, I've been at world championships and I was like crying, like, I just can't do this. I've been at one of the top tier meets, um, which is the Diamond League. And I was like in tears, like, I just can't, I, I can't do this. I can't take this much failure. I do all this work. I'm sacrificing my time, my, my bank account. Um, there's just so much that goes into it that most people don't see. Um, and because track and field isn't football, it's not baseball, it's not soccer, it's not one of these high paying sports. It's a, there's a lot more financial burden to make it on your own um, than I ever thought I would ever have to experience. So right now, I mean, I pay for everything um, and I'm not, I don't have a shoe deal. I don't have a clothing sponsor. I don't have, you know, this recovery sponsor. I don't have a supplement sponsor. Um, And so the only way that I get money is through my country. And right now I make $12,000 a year, which is a lot less than most people. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is my full-time job. So for me, I have to pay for my nutrition myself. I cook for myself. I motivate myself. Um, I pay for my sports psychologist, which a lot of athletes don't pay for, uh, because it is an extra expense, but my mental is just as important as my physical, um, you know, my coaches fee, my uh, facility fee. So uh, like the only thing that we like, honestly, which is great a lot of times is that the athletes don't have to pay for the travel to the meets um, mm-hmm. and the stay, but all throughout the everyday finances that breaks you down. And so when you, when you do stuff like this and you start to think about this and, and then on top of that, you have your regular life. So whatever's happening in your regular life is also happening, you know, during your training season. And then you realize that there's other things when you start to training, you have a bad practice. You didn't hit that PR that you wanted. You didn't get over the bar like you wanted. Um, And there's just days where it's just overwhelming. You know, like right now I had to move away from my husband to train in a different state. And so we're not together and we haven't been for four months. Um, and you know, we had to pay for that out of pocket myself and it's, it became so overbearing and so difficult. And so in, and without the Olympics and without meets, I wasn't making any prize money. And so when you do these things, when you are in a sense valued in your, in a sport by how your performance is, I've been top 20, I've been top 10, you know, and being top 30 in the world right now, if I played any other sport, I'd be set. But I am below poverty line, 
you know, and then I'm also supposed to, and so you find other ways, right? You, so you start to um, do social media and that's something that I've gotten into and it's just more. Now you have to create content and you, and I don't know if these other people who are listening have ever done social media. It's a full-time job. I have no idea anybody can balance both, but being a influencer, quote unquote, is very difficult when you are also trying, like you are a professional athlete. And so um, these little things that just keep coming up and you try and be as genuine as possible, but now you're also competing with um, other quote unquote fitness models and all these kinds of things, even though this is my full-time job being an athlete. So my content isn't as valuable as these, you know, on these other influencers, because that's all they do. And so you're trying to do, I'm trying to do that on top of training, on top of, you know, being mentally stable and motivating myself and training for like one of the biggest moments of my life. And so trying to be a good wife, trying to be there for my family, um, taking a step back, there's all these kinds of things that are happening right now. So when people are like, oh, athletes have it, you know, when pe- most people think like, see me, they're like, oh, she definitely makes, you know, at least six figures. That's always like what they think, um, which is definitely not the, the, not the case at all. But you also, you can't complain about it. And so you have to keep pushing and you have to move forward and you have to be positive. Um, and so I'm also, I also own my own um, home cleaning and organization business in New Jersey. And I love to, I love to clean. I love organizing. It is what another passion of mine, but I needed to open that up so that I could afford to train and, you know, get everything that I needed properly. Um, I'm starting my own nonprofit organization to be able to give back to other athletes, to other high schoolers, to people in the community. Um, So starting that up and which I've had great help for, but all of these things that you try to do, I'm 31 years old. You know, I never thought that I would be where I am today. I've learned a lot, but it is you, even in track meets, you don't do as well as you'd like to most of the time. When you PR, a PR meaning like do your personal record or your personal best, it's very far few and in between. It doesn't happen every year. It doesn't happen every meet. So you have to train every single day for glimpses of um, success. And when you go to meets, you have to perform well so that your agent can get you meets, so that meets will want to invite you, so that you can get camera time, um, and so that somebody will offer you a contract. And I was going to retire this past summer and not being able to retire and having to go to another, you know, go through another year of training put me um, in debt a little bit more um, than was supposed to. So a lot has happened in the journey. Um, a lot of mental games that you got to play with yourself. And especially in an event like myself, um, where you're half naked. So you worry, like you have people calling you overweight and calling you fat and, you know, maybe this is what you shouldn't be eating. And then other coaches leaving their comments on your page. Um, there's a whole, There's a lot of different aspects that come at athletes. And so for me, the biggest thing is feeling like a failure because when people see me, they're like, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? And I feel like it's never enough. Like nothing that I'm doing is enough because in the eyes of the outside world, if I'm not being paid for this, it means that I'm not good enough. So For me, it's just like, what do I need to do to be better? So there's a lot of those negative kind of feelings or those kind of negative emotions that go into it um, that you have to overcome um, as being an athlete. And I can only imagine how other athletes and other sports feel. But from my perspective, that's been those are the like, you know, the mountains that I have to climb. First of all, I want to just take a moment and thank you for being so transparent um, and to normalize struggles. That's actually why I created this platform. 
So I'm a native New Yorker, like I mentioned a million times and super proud. And I, as I was getting older and I was coming across more people, I was like, why are we all, you know, maneuvering through life, acting like we all got our shit together when the reality of it, we're all faking it, you know? And that's another theme that I've noticed when doing this podcast is that a lot of my guests come on and they, you know, they become raw and honest and they're like, you know what? I'm going to be like, again, shed all these layers to myself and tell you exactly what I'm going through and how I'm feeling. And for you, it's like, you just radiate that, right? I didn't even need to like, like, like warm you up for it. I can just tell that you are an open book, like you mentioned, you know, previous recording. And I so appreciate that. And I think it's such a good way to not only share your vulnerability because I've learned that vulnerability is beautiful yeah, and it is such a good connector. I'm sure other people who are listening, one are like, wow, I didn't know that. You know, I didn't know that athletes go through that. I didn't know Priscilla felt like that. And two, it's like, Hey, we are all humans. And I think that's something that we forget. Like you are not your title, right? Yes. Well, you are an athlete and you are accomplished and everything. Beyond that, you are a human being yep. with feelings and goals. And and I think that's that's the beauty in life, you know? And so I just really appreciate you, again, just opening up and being so raw and honest because that's my vibe. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, I mean, I guess, as like you said, like as you get older, I'm 31. And so for such a long time, when social media first came out, it was just like, who could be the most perfect? And growing up, you know, the Kardashians were the, like the ideal, like they were so perfect. That was it. And nobody ever wanted to, I mean, when I was a kid, showing who you are, who showing who you were was not accepted. It wasn't normal. It was just hide it, swallow it. And so as I got older, um, it's definitely been in recent years that I'm just like, you know what? I don't give a damn leave me alone. Mm-hmm. This is who I am. I'm proud as hell of as of like who I am, what I've gone through, the scars that I have, and what I've been able to accomplish um, throughout my life. And um, I always want to do better, but I am not going to apologize or I'm not going to feel belittled for uh, the scars that I have. And so I think it's such an empowering thing for Um, people to just own who they are where they are and love every step because that's the one thing that gets me through is humbleness humility love appreciation those are the things where I'm just like I can't believe that I've I've made it through I can't believe I've made it this far and even at the Olympic Games I was in tears and I wanted to go home there were moments where I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Like there were just bad things that happened. And in my head, I'm just like, wow, I can't believe that this like this stuff happens. I really can't, but I've made it through. I'm still here and I'm stronger than ever. And I hope that I can be this light and this positivity for the next generation and for anybody who hears me. I want to give courage. I want to give strength. I want to give power. And I always say, if if I need to take the burden so that somebody else can learn something and not go through it, I will. Because I am strong enough. I, am, I can do it. And so I need to know how, you know, incredible that I am. I have to have self-love. I have to uh, show self-kindness. These are all things that are a part of the journey. But if I'm not honest about what has hurt me, I'm giving it more power. And so by saying it, I can at least know that I it's there. I owned it, but it's in my past and I've gotten through it. So I'm I'm a warrior because of it. Oh, girl, I just got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> that was so powerful. Oh, I love that. Speaking of, you know, everything that you've accomplished then, how do you personally define success like I'm always curious because in an athlete's mind you know I think sometimes you have an end goal right like oh I want to win this or I want to beat my record of this but you personally what is what is success to you and then um following up on that what is happiness to you so for me I've realized um my six my definition of success has changed a lot but throughout the years So for me, 
success is feeling good about myself at the end of the day, every day. Um, in the movie Sex in the City, uh, Samantha asks uh, one of the characters, you're happy every day. And the character goes, not all day, every day, but every day. And it kind of coincides with happiness because I have a five minute journey, a journal every day that I do in the morning. And it says, what am I grateful for? What would make today great? And what are my affirmations? And my affirmations always, my three affirmations are always the same, but my success is not winning an Olympic gold because I realized that I don't know if in that moment of winning the Olympic gold, it's going to bring me happiness, if it's going to bring me peace, if it's going to bring me closure. Um, I, my, I define success for myself as bringing joy and light and positivity to, to the world. That's it. So how, can I do that every day? Absolutely. I absolutely can. And so for, I want people to understand that success doesn't always have to be a monetary thing. It doesn't have to be something that you can hold in your hand. It could be you conquering, not surviving, but conquering each day and knowing how incredible you are. To be able to, sh to look in the mirror and be like, I gave everything I could today. I am so proud of myself and to feel like you're not a failure, that's success to me. Cause you're going, you're going through every single day, not allowing yourself to say, well, how could this have gotten better? What could I have done to make it, be make it better? You've done it. Um, happiness to me, uh, happiness is, Honestly, for me, it's it's being this positive light. It is allowing forgiveness to myself. It's allowing kindness for myself. It's doing things that are a luxury to me. And a luxury, I used to be like, oh, I want a Prada bag. And I want to go to Paris and drink champagne off the Eiffel Tower. Those would be cherries on top. But look, we're in COVID and you can't travel. So does that mean all your happiness is gone? No, it doesn't. Happiness to me is waking up and having my cup of coffee, listening to music and writing in my five minute journal because I'm giving myself five minutes that a lot of people may not have. That's my luxury. My luxury is that I get to um, train every day. I get to come home and put on pajamas and my Christmas onesie. Uh, I get to try new recipes. I get to sit and watch Netflix. I need to understand and be grateful for all the luxuries that are in my life. Um, and so I realized that I changed my perception of luxury, happiness, and success because my success is not like everybody else's. And I don't think everybody's like definition of success should be the same, but I pray that it's not something that they don't have control of in a sense. What do you, what can you control each day? Can you control your emotions and your reactions to people? Can you forgive? Can you love? Can you show that kind of kindness to others and yourself? Cause in my, in my view, that is what success and happiness are. But again, that's just me. <laughs> I love everything that you're saying. And, you know, when I hear you speak, I can tell that you've done a lot of self-work, right? And that you are grounded and you are intuitive. <laughs> and I want to ask, um, you know, if you could tell yourself or somebody who's listening or your future child, if you want kids or not, um, you know, whether they're 8, 16, even a few years ago at 25, what advice would you give to somebody who is really struggling right now, right? Because I feel like nowadays, at least we have platforms like mine and other podcasts and social media where we can 
get to know other people's stories. Whereas back then, or even when you were growing up, yeah. you know, when you were doing this, I'm sure you felt lonely. I mean, oh, yeah. I live in New York. Yeah, I feel lonely sometimes too. And it's like, how can I feel lonely in a city that apparently never sleeps? Yeah. That I'm, you know, but I have moments like that. And yeah. I'm always so curious to hear other people's, you know, um, stories. So like, what advice would you give to somebody? And, you know, this year has been so wild. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, you get so those those listening right now and they're like damn like i am in i am hitting rock bottom like and what I, would you, you say know, i've been there i was there I, I feel like i hit rock bottom once a week i feel like that <laughs> happened um and i to be to be very very transparent and to be honest um if you need to cry cry if you need to sit down sit cuz for me when i hit these rock bottoms I don't go into like a like a crazy rage. I literally just collapse to the ground and I just feel the tears like on the side of my face like just fall. And I realize that I'm allowing all of these emotions to take control. Um the biggest thing that I do when I do feel like I hit rock bottom or I can't give anymore is I have to always consider myself a warrior. I have to, because no matter how many times we fall as athletes and as regular human beings, we rise, we have to rise. And so um, take that moment, take that time. And if you can give yourself a day off, Um, I've texted my doctor and my coach and I'm just like, I am having a massive panic attack. I'm in control of it. I know what's happening and telling yourself and talking to yourself, at least acknowledging it. Like you said, like that vulnerability, acknowledge it, know that it's happening. Don't let it take control of you. Be like, okay, I'm having a moment. I understand. Anything can happen right now that could change this instant. So don't use this as a pity party and a negativity party. Just allow it to be. That is your, this is your moment. Or if you need a day, take a day. And those are the days where I wash my hair. I give myself a facial. I run the CVS and get those little fake nails because I can't ever have real nails. Um, I am looking up on YouTube, different hairstyles. I am trying different recipes. I am putting on Christmas movies and on Netflix. Do something that you would like to do. Do something that can change your perspective. Um, And I will touch on this very briefly. My husband is somebody that I knew was my lifelong partner because in these moments, he is exactly what I need. And I want to say that he is not the person that's like, we, okay, hon, we got this. You are amazing. Let's get you out of this funk. He is missing a chromosome of compassion. And for me, where I'm like, I just sit there and I'm like, okay, I'm letting this all fester and it'll release. He's the person that's just like, you're going to get through it. So do you want to just get through it now? And it takes me out of my normal self-destruction. And I'm just like, okay, yeah, let's go get a pizza. Like, (laughs) let's go do something that just will take you out of it. Get outside, put something on, put on some red lipstick, put on a cute hat, do something and just go outside. Especially if you're you're in New York City, put throw on your mask and it's time to go for a walk. It's mm-hmm. time to listen to music. It's time to go listen for to the podcast. <laughs> like, yes, it's time to listen to a podcast and hear two fabulous women chit chat. But you've got to acknowledge it. And give yourself the kindness and the courtesy to allow yourself to get through it. 
I hate when people are like, oh, ignore it or just let it go. Um, you can sing the song Let It Go from Frozen, but um, I, I definitely suggest acknowledging it and just enjoying the life that you have. Enjoy the moment that you have because you will get through it because you are a warrior. You are. You are going to rise again. Better situations are coming. Um, patience is a virtue that I am, I, I used to not have at all, but I'm learning to have. And so through this patience, I'm learning, I'm growing and I'm going to get there. I'm going to get to the point of my, of my affirmations. I'm going to get to my goals. I'm going to get there. It's just that I have to have patience. And through these, when you, when you have a goal and you have positive affirmations, Yes, it's going to be difficult and that's okay. You know, so you have to be able to know these moments are coming, but they're only coming because you are trying to conquer something that is greater than you ever could imagine. And so it's supposed to happen. Take it, but enjoy it. Flip it around. Flip the switch. Yes, that is what I always say. It's all about perspective. Like once you change your mindset, oh my God, you see the world in a different light and you're like, wow, you know, like life isn't as bad as it is it seems sometimes. But it's important, like you said, at least acknowledge it, right? Like don't, don't just ignore it and because it will come back. Like exactly, it's not going to get better until you actually like, um, I, I had literally had a mental breakdown, I think it was like two weeks ago. And I was at my house and I was watching the Sean Mendez uh, Netflix. Oh my God, it was so good. It was so good. And I just found myself legitimately crying, like hysterically, because I wasn't where I wanted to be. And I don't know why watching it triggered something, but I was like, wow, I have so much more to give. I have so much more that I know I'm going to accomplish, but I wasn't, I was sitting on the couch watching it and that's what I didn't want. And so, um, I just started writing. I wrote, I wrote out like, I will jump, you know, 196 meters, which is like six, five, six, six this year. I wrote it like 400 times. I was like, I will be debt free. I will be debt free. I will be financially independent. Like I just needed to get it out of my system and just know what I was working towards. Um, and you, I also follow people on social media that are positive so that everything around me, whenever I open up social media, it's something positive. I follow, um, Carmelita Dieter, um, Dieter, sorry. Um, she's one of the fastest women alive legitimately. And so now she's a coach. Um, I believe at Alabama and she posted something today and she goes, easy was never the promise victory was. And I think people need to realize that in order to get to your goals, it's never going to be easy. And it's not even in the sense of, Oh my gosh, it, you know, this was so difficult. Like, how am I going to get through it? It is going to throw you for a loop. It's going to rock your world. It's going to throw you upside down. You are going to be so bamboozled. And when you get there, you're going to be like, I never thought that this journey was going to take me here. Everybody knows that it takes eight years to be a doctor, right? Everybody knows that. But when you're reaching a goal with uncharted territories, it can anything can happen. So you have to be ready for that. But you also have to be ready to fight back and be that warrior. So I definitely, that is my advice. It's not, you know, a cliche little sentence or two but i hope it does help oh i mean it has already helped me so i'm <laughs> sure my listeners found it valuable so my podcast is called the city confessions and this conversation has been nothing short of you know honest and raw and i almost feel like you already answered the question but i'm gonna yeah. present it anyways <laughs> um i always have my guests you know towards the end of the the episode share a confession and again i know you've been an open book Ooh. so if you do find that this is repetitive feel free to just say whatever you have said previously but i think it's important to share a confession because one it's it's a little fun it's kind of you know the yeah. overlying themes of the episodes but two going back to what i was mentioning about people in general and you know new yorkers we always again walk around 
with so much in us that it's like sometimes I feel like if we could just release it with permission, yeah. <laughs> we would feel 10 times better, right? Not that I need to give people permission, but it's allowing people to give themselves permission. Absolutely. So um, right now, if you can share a city confession, um, what would that be, Priscilla? A city confession. All right. Uh, I know. I feel like I really dove into my feelings. Huh. Um, I, it could be something silly, too. If you, if you want to make it a little more lighthearted, um, yeah. it's honestly whatever you're comfortable sharing. Okay. So um, one is I... I don't, oh man, I'll do a silly one. I'll do a, I'll, I'll, I'll just ramble on for like, yeah, go minutes. ahead. Okay. Um, one of the, uh, not a confession, I guess, but I, my goal in life is to work for Pixar and uh, the Disney Pixar or whatever. And I want to be a stunt double and I am very afraid of that not happening um, because I will absolutely feel like a failure for not trying to achieve it. Um, but I think that fear is also pushing me to do it. Um, I am very afraid my wig will fall off during a, during the Olympics. It's a very, very big fear. I'm very afraid of that. Um, but I, I, I honestly, I need to give myself a little bit of grace. I think I am very, very hard on myself. And I, I know people don't know that. Um, but I believe that I myself can change the world. And if I'm not um, if I'm not pushing myself and going and going and going, I feel like I'll, I won't get to my goals, but I know that everything that I see that's happening in the world, I know that I can be that superhero for the world. And so, um, that is my confession that I, I truly believe that I can be a real life superhero. So funny you mentioned the word superhero because my last question to you was going to be, "What is your superpower?" <laughs> like, wow, <laughs> it was like per- perfect transition, girl. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was very serendipitous. Um, I I think my superpower is courage. I think it is the truth uh, that everyone needs is that they need to just rise up and be that warrior. And in order to be a warrior, you have to have courage. And so um, that definitely is my superpower. I definitely, I fight it out and I'm, you know, resilient and I'm going to keep going and I'm going to get after it. And I want to lift up others with me along the way and give them as much confidence um, and fearlessness as possible. And I think if I can, if people listening and people watch me and people follow my story, if I can just give them the courage to keep going, give them the courage to love themselves, um, give them the courage to win the day, give them the courage to find faith, hope, and love in themselves and in their everyday lives, then um, I think I'm doing things right. I think you are so selfless. And I (laughs) want to take a moment right now to just like send you so much love and energy and positivity. And I know that it might be a little weird because you don't know me. No, I love it. It's beautiful. I think you're beautiful. I think your energy is beautiful. I think your story is beautiful. I can tell that you have such a kind soul, you know, something that's like beyond the surface. Um, and it's crazy how 
energy can transfer. I talk about energy a lot. And I know some people are Ooh. like, oh, she's a little weird. But no, I, I truly believe in that. Energy. And I believe people come into your life, you know, serving a purpose at that particular moment in your life for a reason. Yeah. I think you and I connected right now because of this of this moment, right? Of being able to talk with each other, being able to share your story. And I just like really appreciate your honesty. I, I don't think a lot of people can go to sleep at night saying confidently that they've lived authentically, you know, and they are in touch with their feelings and emotions a hundred percent. Yeah. But I know you can, right? And and sometimes those thoughts and places are not always pretty, right? Of course. But what is pretty anyways? I mean <laughs> right. Pretty is real. Uh, right is yes. authentic and our, our true selves that is what pretty is yes. um, and that is what's beautiful that is what's stunning that's yeah. what i like to um admit in life is that beauty is is everywhere that love is and i think mm. that is the most important thing that people need to realize but it is it's about energy and i love your energy and i love the energy of the show and um, how gracious you've been to have me on and to ask questions and the conversation and how it's progressed. And I think that's, I think that's the beautiful part of it. I think that's the beauty. That's what's pretty us speaking our truth. A hundred percent. Um, so before we actually end this, this is your chance to plug away, girl. Do you have any secret projects that the world can be on the lookout for you? So I know you are training right now, but the year is coming to a close. Um, so in 2021. Yeah, what, 2021. What do you have on the horizon? Um, obviously, I have track meets in the Olympic Games. Um, I am starting my own nonprofit, um, which is the Priscilla E. Frederick Foundation, which is pretty much dedicated to, in other words, random acts of kindness, where I can help everyone at any time um, any day of the week. Um, and so I'm going to be starting that and on the hunt for different, if you'll call it disciples, just out there in the world, sending me stories that I can financially help or get other people to help with, um, just to make the world a, a better, a better place. And, you know, to have them, um, smile a little bit more. Um, and so that's upcoming. Um, I am like, re- like people can come and visit my my Instagram, obviously, it's Priscilla underscore Frederick. Um, I just recently joined TikTok and I am a newbie and I'm apparently an old person on it because I was born in 2009, <laughs> so I'm a relic. Um, <laughs> you can follow me there. You can follow me on Facebook. Um, but I really am, um, I have my own website, PriscillaLumis.com. I I mean, I'm an open book, so I, I mean, I am thinking about um, writing a book right now, but that's super, super early stages of that. Um, I, I was going to actually tell you that when I heard you speak it, I was like, I, I know she's writing a book. I was like, I know she has to be working on something. I am not a, I feel like I'm not a book writer, but after reading, um, Tara Schuster's, uh, by yourself, the F and lilies, I was so inspired to, she just told it like it was, and she was having a Mm -hmm. conversation and it was so awesome. And so that really got me thinking. Um, But I do hope to in the next, honestly, within the next six to eight months, um, I'd like to have uh, like a radio video, like vlog. I'd like to be on a radio podcast, girl. I, I, I need to see people. I am a oh, yeah. You could do both, though. Huh? You could do both. Like, do the recording and video, and then just also have the audio for people on the go as well. Gotcha. Like, that's always the thing. It's like the people who are on the go. And so for me, I have always, even my professor, they were like, don't do radio. Like, you got to be on TV. So obviously, I would love to have, I did an Instagram show um, called To Speak My Truth. And so I'm going to you know, restart that, but I definitely want like a bigger production. So I'm hoping that I can find somebody that believes in me, likes what I'm offering, and I can do something a little bit more on the TV, YouTube live, something kind of streaming um, to get that up and running. I am going to grow my business a little bit more to more organization to help those who need help. 
more like a, what is it Maria Kondo um but you know the the Antigua and Hispanic version I guess the Caribbean version um, that'd be so cool yeah so like there's a lot of things that I have lined up I was trying to start an organization to be a part of the Winter Olympics um for I'd be the first person um in my country to represent um in the Olympics for the Winter Olympics but it's you know a big task so there's always something going on it's just you just got to follow along for the journey because like I said I can plan a thousand things but it's it's whatever is in God's time and whatever you know presents itself and what I work hard towards and so I'm open to a lot of things but there are a lot of things that I'm working on my husband wants to be a part of it um we are a very awesome dynamic duo um we're a beautiful you know inner um we interracial couple and we love it and we have fun with it and so um there are a lot of things up our sleeves so we hope that you know there are a lot of great projects coming up um but number one is the olympics so as long as i stay healthy and focused on that i think great things will come well i don't think i know so <laughs> i feel like 2021 isn't even ready for you so oh, i don't think it is Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> But um, thank you so much for being on. And everybody, I'm going to leave all of Priscilla's information in the show notes. So be sure to check that out you. Um, where you can find her, her website, and just connect with her. She's also super approachable. I mean, I literally slid us her DM. And we got this recording in like a few weeks. So if you would love to connect with her, I'm sure she'd be happy to as well. Absolutely. Um, but it was such a lovely conversation. I am so happy that, again, you came on to wrap this up as my last guest for the season. I feel like, like I mentioned in the email, you are the perfect guest to do so. So it's great. I feel like it's important to have, like, you know, like they say, save the best for last. You know, oh, save you. Because, you know, I love all my guests. But um, thank you. It was absolutely an honor. I loved talking to you. I I love being open and vulnerable to the world, and hopefully, your audience got something from it, and um, they can take something positive from it. That's the goal. A hundred percent. And you've heard Priscilla use the word warrior throughout this whole episode. I just want to leave on a positive note to all of you listeners that one. First of all, I hope you guys are doing well and safe and being safe. Second, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And third, take away with every all the lessons and advice and wise words that Priscilla has mentioned. And remember that you are a warrior. This year has been crazy for all of us, but we are here now. And the only way to move forward is to move forward. <laughs> so with that being said, um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and stay tuned for next week's where it will be a solo one where i wrap it up wrap up everything that this year has uh brought uh me and the podcast um but other than that thank you so much again priscilla thank you so so much it was lovely lovely talking to you all right guys i will see you and i next week bye, bye.